Welcome everyone to episode one of Constantly Curious. I'm your host, Lindsay Potter, and I'm so excited today because I'm sitting with my good friend, healer, acupuncturist, gua sha, facialist, extraordinaire. So I'm just excited to introduce everyone to my friend, Mary Heaven. And we're gonna sit here and talk about her business, um, really about being an entrepreneur, what it took to get started, why you got started, what made you want to do what you do. And, uh, and we'll probably throw in some fun along the way. So hi, Mary, how are you today? Hi, everyone. Hi, Lindsay. Thank you so much for having me. I am so excited and honored to be a part of your podcast and really excited to dive in and discuss all things entrepreneurship and uh, yeah, lots of goodness in that. <laughs> awesome. So, uh, so let's start with, first of all, the podcast is called Constantly Curious for a reason. I am, as an entrepreneur and human, constantly curious about the world around us. I think that that's what makes me an entrepreneur. And I could be wrong, but I do believe that most entrepreneurs have to have a curiosity in order to allow them to take the risks that you have to take to be an entrepreneur. So in this past week leading up to our conversation, one thing that I was curious about that I started to dig into was a Harvard study that has been done recently about longevity. And Mary, you and I walk every week together at the beach here in Greenwich, and we talk a lot about connection. And so in this study, they talked about the secret to longevity is human connection. And uh, hopefully that thing will just keep recording. Yeah human connection and relationships, friendships, but the ability to just sit here and have a conversation and look someone in the eyes and feel connected with another person. Um, your business is so much about connection. So can you talk to us a little bit about, first of all, what you do, the name of your business, You know, break it down for us from the beginning, and, and then we'll get into the nitty gritty of how you know, this is so relevant to our conversation, just connection in itself and longevity and how, uh, how when you feel connected with someone, you really start to feel alive, supported and, uh, and good really. So, uh, tell us about your business. So what's the name of the business? First of all, so my business name is Mary heaven acupuncture. I opened in 2019. I am an acupuncturist, but I also specialize in regenerative and holistic facial techniques. And a lot of what I'm doing is supporting people, um, to align with their best selves, to feel good from the inside out. And, um, to really feel revitalized in their lives so they can show up through everything that they're moving through in their day to day. And one of the most foundational pieces of us feeling, um, you know, grounded and safe and rooted in this world is our connections. And if there's anything that I know, especially as an entrepreneur on a very singular solo path, um, it's been so pivotal and important for me to have people that I can talk to and have community and have relatability to continue connecting to my why, but to also not feel alone and feel reinvigorated and re-encouraged in every step of what I'm doing. That's exactly right. I'm so excited to hear that. And um, so you started back in 2019, you 2019, said, right? But yeah. you've been studying to be a healer in the modality that you heal right now for 
a much longer time. Much longer right? time. So I've basically been on this healing trajectory and path, which came by way of my own personal experience for 20 years in 2002. I went through Lyme disease and that really moved into a lot of iterations of, you know, having to heal on every single level, taking lots of antibiotics, just having my system really run down, really decimated, my nervous system, immune system, everything completely over challenged. And um, I took a lot of things into my own hands because I was so young. And even when I graduated college, I had extreme fatigue and it just felt in like an inordinate amount of fatigue. So I really started doing all my own research, learning about the human body, how we get sick, how we, why we break down, how we can heal. Um, and you know, acupuncture was one of the modalities that I came across as was introduced to by my mom and, um, the healing that took shape within that was just so powerful. And all through my twenties, I worked a series of different corporate jobs and worked in fashion and you know, that is a very initiatory path. And I got really into crystals <laughs> for self-protection and it was just a, an amalgamation and a blend of all of these worlds um, of holistic healing and, you know, just kind of like forays into understanding spiritual health. And finally, you know, in, 2013, I left the corporate world and decided to go to grad school for acupuncture for three years. That's and amazing. So yeah. were you working while you were in grad school? Um, I was working right up until such point, And then I left my corporate job and went full tilt into acupuncture school. It was three years, round the clock, didactic, clinical, um, you're basically learning another language with right. acupuncture, Chinese medicine, but you're also learning the body and then the, you know, tactical skills of putting needles in people, doing it safely. And then not beyond that, actually making tangible shifts to support people and really understanding the energy body, which is antithetical to what we've always learned about how the body works. So that talking about curiosity spawned my curiosity, um, just, about everything in regards to who and how we are and what goes on in our lives and our bodies and how we heal yeah. and how we can do it in a deeper way. It's fascinating, the work that you do. I mean, I have only done acupuncture in my life when I had a really bad injury and I had acupuncture in my knee because the doctor at the time had said to me, the holistic healer, I should say, it wasn't a clinical doctor. I was sent by my doctor to the acupuncturist to say, you need to get the flow of your energy moving from that spot. Mm -hmm. And it was so scary. I remember they put needles in my hands mm -hmm. and I thought this is for my knee. Yep. But I had, a, after a few sessions, I truly felt the energy flowing. The swelling went down so incredibly quickly. And it turned out that I didn't need the initial surgery that the doctor had told me that I needed. I actually, it wasn't as bad as it had initially looked under a microscope. So. Uh, the acupuncture for me personally really did so much healing that I never even knew was possible. And this was when I was in my twenties and didn't know as much about holistic medicine at all. Um, and I know that I've been here, you know, that I've been here yeah. for a gua sha facial, which, um, I'm, I am really, I love my gua sha practice and having that facial gave me the wherewithal to start to look into how to, you know, how to relax the muscles of my face with 
without needles. Yeah. You know, and, and that's also separate from acupuncture. So tell me a little bit about, um, you have the acupuncture practice here at Mary Heaven Acupuncture, which is technically the name of the business, but you also offer so many other healing modalities, practices. Can you tell us a little bit about what those others are? Yeah. So, you know, for people who are not familiar, um, just like in Western medicine, where you do residencies and you have specializations, the same holds true for acupuncture. While acupuncture can be an umbrella and treat so many things, most practitioners move into their own niche. There's acupuncturists who specialize in fertility. There's acupuncturists that specialize in sports medicine. When I was in my third and final year of acupuncture school, I started to learn about something called cosmetic facial acupuncture and was really curious about what that could look like. And I had learned that it was a holistic, um, you know, beauty modality could be utilized as alternatives to Botox and fillers. And so I went ahead and signed up for a class. And then I became more curious when I learned about it mm -hmm. and wanted to know who's the best person in this field, who can I study with? And I did a 100 hour advanced cosmetic acupuncture facial training. And I started to learn a little bit about washa and facial sculpting, more about the lymphatics, lymphatic drainage, all the different things that take shape in our face and studied gua sha. And all the while, I um, there was a um, she was a psychologist and she specialized in facial reading. Her name was Elaine Bridges, and she wrote a book on how you can read people's faces and essentially how our face is a storehouse for our emotions. And to me, because I've always been so fascinated in emotional health, mental health, emotional healing, which you know ties into spiritual healing. Um, I thought about how fascinating it was that we could essentially work on our emotional body through working on our face. And I really dug deeper with that. So I, at this point, have done maybe like 10 different professional facial trainings. And when people come in, you know, the draw initially is to do this treatment um, for the aesthetics and looking really glowy and feeling amazing, reinvigorating the flow, um, getting the lymph moving. But we're also at a core level um, working with the emotional body and it's all about our face as a portal to our hearts and when we can soften and release these tensions it's really about coming home to ourselves and reconnecting with our inner light i love that and i follow you on social media and for those listeners that don't it's uh married heaven acu mm -hmm. on instagram right and you've posted a number of graphics about the emotions that we hold in our face and where where they're stored. And I find those incredibly fascinating and they make me very curious about how gua sha works. Um, if you could just give us like the kindergarten definition of gua sha for those that don't know what it is, um, <clears throat> like technically and or big picture, it's a stone that you use. So to it's a stone muscles. that you use. Um, gua sha can be used on the body for increasing the blood flow, the microcirculation, moving through stagnation, breaking up adhesive tissue, but it's also applied to the face with a different, very specific technique that is basically twofold. It's about creating the lift and softening and working through tension in the muscles, just like we get knots in our necks, our backs, and our shoulders, we get knots in our faces. Um, one of the top things that I'm treating in here all the time is jaw tension. Mm -hmm. And we've got something going on that's like 21st century posture where our shoulders are up to our ears, mm -hmm. our necks are tight, our jaws are clenched. And, you know, that's just a mechanism for this holding pattern in the body where um, we're in contraction. Because to be honest, the pace of life is coming at us so rapidly 
that our nervous system is not really um, able to keep pace with what's happening. So Gua Sha is a tool that we can use to work through the longstanding patterns of tension in the body and to also increase the microcirculation and flow. But from a fundamental standpoint, when you go through a difficult life experience or a trauma, that lives in the body, in the soma. And just like it lives in, you know, below the neck, it also lives above the neck. And that is seen in wrinkles and collections of different areas in our face. What's a wrinkle? A wrinkle is a contraction in the muscle. If you think about the posture you hold in your body when you go through something difficult, are you not like wincing or a little bit of a contraction? That's also what's going on in the muscles. So if we can start to soften and release those areas and reconcile with the emotions and maybe what was going on in our life when that occurred, it can start to really re-enliven us and help us to heal and reconnect and reclaim. I mean, I've seen profound experiences doing gua sha facials on people who've had emotional releases and it was living in, you know, In Chinese medicine, the area on the sides of the nose are the lung and the lung in Chinese medicine relates to the emotion of grief. And I asked her what was going on. And she said she had lost her mom and it, you know, she was able to really connect with that and had a big let go around that. And when we can soften and let go again, our spirit is re-enlivened. And when our internal spirit is glowing from the inside, that's what radiates on the outside. And that's the deeper part of what this work really is about. Do you have any clients that come in and say, I'm not sure if what I need is acupuncture or gua sha. I'm not sure what I need, but this is what I'm going through. And can you diagnose for lack of better terms? Can you direct me to what healing modality would be best? I think I've used the word modality three times. Uh, Yeah, no, well, that's, you know, that's a great word. um, And it's definitely applicable to what we're talking about here today. Absolutely. Based on what somebody's going through, I'm always going to have it be a customized approach. I don't believe in one size fits all. We are all so different and we all have very specific needs and we're all in different seasons of our life and different seasons necessitate different approaches. And so, yeah, when somebody comes in and says they're going on, this is going on for them, um, you know, we're going to figure out something that's going to work best. And, you know, my approach really is to do step-by-step to not say it needs to look like this specific structure. Every week we check in and we see what's going on. And I see how somebody experiences something and, you know, how they feel after that. Maybe they want to move from acupuncture and they want to try gua sha, or maybe they're like, I really love the acupuncture, but I also want to combine the gua sha, in which case they would do the acupuncture facial. So it's really about meeting them where they're at. And when they're overloaded, if they have a, you know, fear of needles, they don't want to work with needles. There's so many different approaches that we can take to support people and meet them where they're at in this, you know, modern era that we're living in and contending with. I love that. Um, And I want to talk about your studio space because we're sitting in it right now, which is so beautiful. And always, it always feels good when I walk in here. It always smells really nice. It's clean and white. And it just feels like I'm being healed just walking in, which is so exciting. Um, Can you take me back and us back to when you first got this space 
and what it's like to inhabit a space that's your own business, but you that you share with your patients who come in and uh, and you really give so much of yourself as a as a healer and practitioner. Um, but what it's like to be in this space and how you made it look and feel the way that it does today. So that's such a wonderful question. Mm -hmm. I'm so excited to answer. Um, honestly, when I first saw this space, I got so ahead of myself. It was really old school. Hadn't seen any renovations probably ever. Old brown carpeting. You know, the walls were like yellowish hue the curtains were stained and i just you know i tried to get to the finish line before i even realized that it had to be a step-by-step -step process and i immediately was like oh my god how am i going to make this work <laughs> i you know connected with my trusty best friend who is an amazing visionary and when it comes to spaces she can just configure something in like two seconds flat why community is important yes being able to get other people a sounding boards to be like Hey, don't put the cart before the horse. You can do this. But in my office, it's a great location in town in Greenwich and there's beautiful windows. So I knew there was a lot of potential because there was natural light and step by step, I let it come together. Okay. The flooring needs to be redone. Go to Home Depot, get the splashes for that. Choose a paint color I love and then gradually let the pieces come together. What's really made this office homey, I have to tell you, the shift I was able to make by doing a little vinyl plank flooring, a pretty paint color, and filled the space with green plants and some crystals, it really came together. And I had my foundation, I had my home, I had my launch pad, and honestly, I also had a reminder that went off on my phone every single morning that said, build it and they will come. <laughs> And I love that. you know what, I'm here four years later and it did, and it's become such a formula that I can apply to my day-to-day -day life. Like when I'm going through something and I am scared to have to move through the actual steps and I just want it to be done and finished and I don't have the patience to move through the process. I remember the patience of what it took and how I had to break it down and, you know, step by step to get this, this office built. And look what it is today. But if you had asked me four and a half years ago, I'd probably have my hands on my cheeks like, oh my God, how am I going to make this happen? How is this going to come to be? And it did because I trusted and I let the process happen organically. And it's a space that I love and it has a beautiful flow. And I'm so grateful and always feel um, just really proud to welcome people into this space because I took the time to make it mine and let it feel like my own and it, it really does it's so it feels I, I get a sense of peace when i walk in here um but also a sense of i will experience healing in a way that i don't anywhere else so that's a really special thing and i you had said while you were just talking about it felt like me and uh, as an entrepreneur i think that we always want to follow our gut and go with our intuition because you, you really get stuck when you're doing work that doesn't feel intuitively right for you. And when you're in a space that doesn't feel energetically right for you, how can you do your best work if, you know, even down to carpeted floors, I can't fathom a brown yeah. carpet in well, here. Well, it's not an option. Right. <laughs> so uh, so I, I'd like to just have you share a little bit about challenges that came up in the beginning, especially because as entrepreneurs, myself included, so many entrepreneurial ventures that I've been on um, for other people and now for myself, uh, there are always I mean, endless challenges that we face. How did you, give me an example if you can of a challenge that you faced 
whether it was in the beginning or if it's current and how you move through it. Like, is it, you have a friend group? Is it the community of patients that come in? Like, what is it that heals you, the healer, when it comes to these entrepreneurial challenges that come up? You know, um, so I really took my time in preparation for this business. And it felt like once I fully committed myself to the experience to get moving and again, be in that steps, steps to step rhythm, it just all came together. There was a flow and I felt like I was just in this like dance with the universe where things were really, really working. So I'd say once I signed the lease on January 5th, 2019, which was a new moon that year, <laughs> um, things just really came together. And I opened March 8th, 2019. And it was just by it, taking action. The first just step. by taking action, but also letting myself lean on a few core people who could really support me and knew how to show up for me in certain ways, leaning on my best friend who had like a great eye for design, connecting with best friends of mine from grad school who had opened a practice and asking them what they were doing, talking to my dad, who is a local business owner and having him give me the ins and outs of things to do. And so I think it's also really important to know where you're sourcing your information, not to get too many cooks in the kitchen, but to ask people who have walked in those shoes and in that path that actually can give you a deliverable answer that would be applicable to supporting you. So 2019 was a really beautiful flow, but then we hit some roadblocks, right? Like a year, I celebrated my one year anniversary with lockdowns of COVID. Oof. And so it was definitely a unique challenge of, you know, being out of office for three months and coming back in and trusting that I wasn't going to totally lose my business or lose the interest or have people afraid to come back in and receive this healing, um, you know, and to be afraid to be around other people in such an intimate way. And so there was a little bit of concern around that, but actually the opposite happened. Yeah. I, people were coming in droves because people have recognized the need for this medicine more than ever. Yeah. And so it's been a consistent flow, but what's important for me because I'm a human too, and I'm going through my process. And some of the things that people are coming in for are things that I'm contending it with in my personal life. Mm -hmm. And so always keeping it real, but also being really good about my boundaries and taking really good care of myself so that I can be in deep service to others, but also realizing on a, on, on a, fu a fundamental level, when I'm going through my own challenges, I am being brought, you know, to a deeper level of my own healing, because you truly can only take people as far as you've been. And remembering that like the optics of like everything being perfect, isn't the reality yeah. and showing up for myself in all the ways allows me to show up in my business in the best way possible and to show up for other people and to also keep it really real. Like I vowed when I started my social media and I started this business, that I was going to be authentic and show up. And I was going to talk about things that had like little stigmas around them for years and to kind of like break down the walls and the facades and a lot of what we see in the culture, specifically in Greenwich, like everything is perfect and there's so much comparisons that go on. And then the themes of what I see people coming in for, like none of us are perfect. Instagram isn't reality. <laughs> and we need to have these conversations and to have community where we talk about these things. Yeah, it's, that brings up a good question about social media and business and being an entrepreneur. 
as an entrepreneur myself, I shifted my business when I started my own business, when COVID hit, uh, I had lost a job where I was doing marketing for beverage that I had been in for 10 years. And I, after I lost that job, COVID hit, I realized what can I do from home and social media became a way to, to make an income, to be able to be with my family, to be able to work from home, which were goals of mine, but, um, but also it's challenging to leverage social media, but it's also, it's a necessary evil as so many people say, but as a business owner, do you feel as though your social media, which you run as both business and personal, which most business owners do in today's day and age, uh, you share so much of yourself and your beliefs because they are so deeply tied into your business because your business is a holistic healing space, but also uh, it's your energy that you're giving. So you're being authentically yourself on your social media. How important is that presence for your business, your social media presence for still running and driving business to the studio, this space? So... That's such a good question. I feel like initially that's honestly how I built my business right. was through the community and connecting with different people. It's how I've connected and made so many other amazing friends locally. I feel like honestly, social media is so oversaturated. And in this year and the astrology of 2023 is you need to be authentic to really separate yourself from the crowd. So I think it's important to show up and be there and have the presence. But listen, if there's days where my nervous system is feeling overwhelmed or ratcheted up, I'm not going to go on social media and overwhelm myself right. with like I'm taking in all this information. Right. So I think it's important, but I think that sharing authentically and sharing things of value is more important than ever because there's just so much fluff out there so everyone's noise. an expert on everything everyone's trying to sell you something and it's a lot of people that like maybe aren't as well versed in these things and it doesn't feel authentic and it just feels like being bombarded so i want to still share in a way where the things that I'm putting out there are very humanizing in our experience, things that are anecdotal and helpful to me, because if I'm going through it, I'm sure there's somebody else out of there course. going through it too, but not just, I've gotten away from, and I don't post in my um, feed as much anymore because I don't feel like you need to post just to post. Yes. Also my goal right now, I don't have online offerings. I'm not trying to leverage this massive following. I don't like care to get more followers to like quantify like how valuable I am as a practitioner. That's not the conversion that I need. Um, but I feel like when I post and share, it's just of more it needs to be of more value to yes. people than when in, in the past I used to be like, oh, I need to post three times a week. The formulas are just different now. Right. And as a member of our community and a friend of yours and a fan of your business, I learned so much valuable Thank information you. from your Instagram. And I also feel a sense of community there, whereby there are things that I'm learning and people that are interested in those things that I never knew before. So if I take anything that you have posted and share it with a friend, whether it's in conversation or share it on my own social media platforms, I, I always am inviting community that are interested, curious, uh, and it, it begins a conversation that wouldn't have otherwise been had, which is healing, <laughs> ultimately. Totally.
Thank you, Mary, so much for being here today Thank and being you, being my first interview on this awesome. podcast. I can't wait to look back on the fact that the microphone isn't even plugged in because I couldn't, I forgot the piece that plugged it in and that we had to go to two different places to find a place to sit peacefully. It's all part of the steps. It's all the part of the steps. I'm really um, excited to be doing this, to be in the action of it. And I can't wait for our next conversation because mm -hmm, we'll too. both be in a much different place. And uh, and thank you. Thank you for your time this morning. Thank and you for so your much energy. for your time. This was awesome. Awesome. All right. Have a great day, everyone.